0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Knute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have more details from Manitoba X going on in Brandon this week. Also, we'll talk about Farm Credit Canada's latest trade reports. And up first in today's country comment, reporter Mike Bloom will take us inside Roquette's pea processing facility near portage la prairie The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Roquette pea protein processing plant near Portage La Prairie has been offering tours for select groups, showing the facility built at a cost of over $600 million. Reporter Mike Bloom was able to check out the facility and spoke with communications and public affairs manager Michelle Finley.
1: This is the largest pea protein plant in the world. We have uh, three labs in our administration and maintenance building, so our quality lab, microbiology lab, and our sensory lab. And then we have two satellite labs that are out on plant sites.
2: And say something about how you're surprised Manitoba has submitted more peas than Saskatchewan, and why?
1: Yeah, so when Roquette was considering where to locate uh, this pea protein plant, um, they knew they were going to locate it in Canada. Canada is the largest producer of peas in the world, and Roquette likes to locate its facilities very close to its raw material sources. So when they came to Canada, they uh, narrowed down quickly that it was going to be Manitoba or Saskatchewan. Now, Saskatchewan, uh, we figured they would supply more peas, they grow more peas than Manitoba, but in reality, uh, when we went out and started working with growers, Manitoba growers really stepped up. They are very eager to work with Roquette and ended up supplying more peas. It was about 70% from Manitoba and 30% from Saskatchewan the first time we went out and contracted with growers.
2: And that might change I suppose.
1: It could change in the future, absolutely. Um, You know the plants we are uh, geared up to hit full capacity in early 2022 and at capacity we'll be uh, processing 125,000 metric tons of yellow peas annually.
2: Within eight hours it's here?
1: We like to source our raw materials within about an eight, no more than an eight hour drive from the plant. Um, So obviously that's where we're at now and, you know, uh, we are fully confident that Saskatchewan and Manitoba growers are going to be able to supply those peas to us.
2: And tell us
0: about the grand opening that's coming up.
1: So we are planning a very exciting virtual grand opening event. It's being held on November 17th. Um, the theme of the event is called Plant for the Future. So that's a bit of play on words. So we think that uh, pea protein is the way of the future, and we feel this plant was it's very futuristic, so it's a plant for the future as well. Um, we're very excited. Our guest host is Commander Hadfield, Canada's famous astronaut, and we also have Canadian chef Michael Smith, who's going to do some cooking segments for us.
2: And anybody can watch this?
1: Um, we have an invite list that we've sent out, um, you know, and uh, if we have additional space, um, we're going to open that up to our employees, families, and, uh, family, and friends to attend. Uh, obviously, our employees have played such a huge role in uh, helping make this plant happen. Uh, and, you know, we've invited local officials and our suppliers. We've invited growers. Um, you know, all of those people have played such a tremendous role. Um, Roquette is really thankful for the support of the rural municipality of Portage and the city of Portage-la-Prairie. Um, we really owe this community uh, a tremendous gratitude for helping support us along the way. We did break ground here in 2017, and here we are at the end of 2021 and starting the plant up. And uh, like I said the city and the municipality have just played a tremendous role in welcoming us and and supporting us to this point.
2: So that's in November and when was the first set of peas actually processed on location?
1: So we accepted our first load of peas last November so November of 2020 and we've been accepting peas along the way we've used those peas in the commissioning and startup process at the plant.
0: That was Michelle Finley she's the communications and public affairs manager for Roquette Canada. Reporter Mike Bloom toured the facility recently near Portageal Prairie. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Police are warning of a scam involving hay in rural and agricultural communities. Due to the extreme drought conditions seen this past summer, hay has been in high demand, causing it to be sold at an increased cost. Corporal Sean Milney with the Alberta RCMP Provincial Financial Crime Team says they started to see the scam online over the summer
3: around the time it became apparent that feed supplies weren't going to be as good as previous years and so there's possibly going to be a shortage of that so they've been posting on online sales platforms literally across western canada as far as i can see from manitoba to bc all parts of the province any place that anybody might be looking for hay
0: scammers tend to have an above average understanding about the hay and can appear legitimate but will only communicate over text and will insist on leaving a deposit and Farm Credit Canada's latest trade report shows Canada had the highest year-over-year increase for agriculture commodity exports at 13.8%. All agriculture exporting countries combined saw commodity exports contract by 9%, largely due to the impact of pandemic throughout most of 2020. Canada has not yet cracked the top 10 exporters of processed food products but gained ground since 2011, moving from 16th to the 11th largest food exporter. Compared to the significant global contraction in commodity exports, total food exports weren't as badly hit by pandemic disruptions, declining by only 3.7%. Here's Farm Credit Canada's Chief Economist, J.P. Gervais.
3: We did gain market share when it comes to beef, which uh, we had 8% export growth in the last 10 years. And so that's pretty significant, more than 8% actually, export growth over the last 10 years on average. So we've gained uh, quite a bit of market share there. I mean, we're still not fairly... Top five largest exporters, but we've gained market share. Uh, I think that speaks to the strength in demand when you look at export markets.
0: Meat is the largest category of Canadian food exports, accounting for an average of thirteen point four percent of total food exports. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Prairie Ag for Thursday, October twenty eighth. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll have details on Farm Credit Canada's latest trade reports. Despite a global contraction in agriculture exports, 2020 was a relatively good year for Canadian agriculture and food exporters, according to Farm Credit Canada's latest trade report. Here's FCC's Chief Economist, J.P. Gervais.
3: Well, what is unique about this report is that it looks at the global picture. It not only looks at Canadian performance, but it really looks at the entire that are countries against which we're competing, and as well the ones that are actually buyers of our commodities and food products. Right, so uh, it takes time to get like all that data because some of the countries are not as efficient as, as we are to report the uh, the statistics. So we're looking at 2020 to start with. In 2020, because of COVID, was we had a major slowdown when it came to exports of ag commodities in the world. I mean, ag commodities exports fell almost 14 percent. But if you look at our performance in 2020, we grew 9%. So it's actually pretty stellar performance here that, you know, overall global trade fell in act by 14%, but we managed to grow our exports by 9%. For food, the contraction was less, almost 4%, but we grew 6.5%. So, again, pretty strong performance. And the idea as well as in this report is to identify some of the success factors or some of the uh, – drivers of trade performance that work to our advantage when it comes to, to gaining the export market share in, in foreign countries.
0: You know, even though Canada has gained some ground there, we're not quite in that top 10 yet.
3: Well, when it comes to food, we're not. I mean, we're just outside of the top 10. We gain a bit of ground, which is, you know, the, the performance that we had in 2020 is when the global trade Overall, for food products who came down 4% and we grew 6.5. So that allowed us to gain a little bit of ground. I mean, we're in the top five when it comes to ag commodities, but the rankings when it comes to ag commodities have been pretty steady over time. We have not gained ground. Um, we've just been performing really well, but other countries as well as have been uh, increasing their market share. When it comes to 2021, one of the things that, um, has been on the radar has been the value of the Canadian dollar, because somewhere, In late spring, early summer, we had a Canadian dollar that was uh, above 80 cents, approaching uh, above 83 cents at one point as well against the U.S. dollar. But some of the conclusions in the report is that when you look at our performance of agricultural trade, it's not just about the Canadian dollar. We love to look at the value of the loonie against the U.S. dollar. But, hey, we have to think as well that we're not just competing against the U.S. when it comes to exporting ag commodities. We're competing against other major countries. You know, you think of Russia, you think of Brazil, and, and so forth. And and in the case of wheat, for example, while we find that some of the currency movements that we've had, that we've recorded in the marketplace, actually helped us gain competitiveness. So despite the fact that our currency was gaining value against the U.S. dollar in 2021, you know, we had a recovery, economic recovery globally, um, the fact is that our actually our currency actually lost value against some other currencies, uh, namely Russia, for example. So Russia is a very large wheat exporter, and so the fact is that you know, when it comes to overall currency movements, not just the U.S. dollar, but including all the other exporters' currencies as well, the euro, Russian currency, and so forth, well, we actually gain a bit of competitiveness. So it actually uh, explains a little bit of our success as well uh, when it comes to our our trade performance.
0: And, uh, JP, talk a little bit more about the uh, the meat um, industry, um, the largest category of Canadian food exports.
3: Well, we, we did gain market share when it comes to beef, which uh, we had 8% export growth in the last 10 years. And so that's pretty significant, more than 8%, actually, um, export growth over the last 10 years on average. So we've gained uh, quite a bit of market share there. I mean, we're still not necessarily with the top five largest exporters, but we've gained market share and uh, I think that speaks to the strength in demand when you look at export markets. Uh, there's this, this um, expansion of the middle class has taken a little bit of a pause with COVID-19 and as well as the slowdown uh, in the global economy. But now we're seeing the economy reopen. We're seeing the strength of new demand. Um, and uh, I think we're benefiting from that overall when it comes to our
0: exports. That was J.P. Gervais, Farm Credit Canada's Chief Economist, giving us details on the latest FCC trade report. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canood. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Beef Producers Fall District meetings are on now. Go to their website for details. Manitoba Egg X is on this week in Brandon. The event wraps up Saturday at the Keystone Centre. And Canada's Outdoor Farm Show is hosting an online event November 10th entitled What a Year: A Celebration of Ag Innovation. Check it out at outdoorfarmshow.com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, Manitoba Egg X, the province's largest all-breeds cattle show is on this week at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. Reporter Barry Lamb was there and chatted with exhibitor Brittany boss
2: you're in the edmonton area all the way to brandon here it's a long way for a show but uh, this your first time at AgX x are you a regular How, how's it work for you uh,
4: no i wouldn't consider myself a regular uh exhibited here though i'd say this would be the third time now if my memory serves me right uh usually just for um any national shows but uh this being you know a different year in terms of covid and stuff decided to come out here and and participate and support the show
2: what does being at a show mean for you does this qualify you for other shows and and national breed shows or, or what does all this do in the sequence of shows that you hit
4: Um, This most definitely is a qualifier for uh, Canadian Western Agribition, which is part of the reason of being here. But um, the main focus is just marketing and, and, uh, you know, exhibiting, supporting our industry and, and, you know, just getting out and showing cows.
2: What has COVID done to the beef industry? Has it hurt it much or are you still able to market your animals and, and get decent prices?
4: You know, I, I think we're truly a resilient industry. I don't know. I, I don't like saying that it hurt us. I think it's maybe um, challenged us in certain ways, but I, I think, uh, you know, as an industry as a whole, we're really resilient, and it's just kind of made us, um, you know, be a little bit more adverse in terms of how we go about, um, you know, our marketing and, and um, advertising and, and the way we, you know, um, I guess just regularly do our, our things, so...
2: How much do these shows help with your marketing? Because there's a lot of people who hit a lot of shows.
4: Yeah, it's great. It's uh, I, I love coming out here, um, seeing you know breeders, customers, new and and old faces. Um, it it's a uh, you know an integral part of, of what we do, and and it's um, the marketing aspect is uh, truly second to none.
2: And how busy will your week be this week?
4: Oh, it, it'll be busy. It always is busy, but I think that's just the nature of. You know, cattle shows, and um, it's it, you know, you know, that going into it, it'll be busy this week, and then we'll move from here to Lloydminster Farm Fair, Agrarition. So, the whole month of November is busy.
2: And with all the COVID situation, how nice to have these shows and things up and running and uh, getting kind of back to normal.
4: It, it's great. I truly uh, commend all the committees and the volunteers and the people that. You know, put in tireless amounts of effort into making these sort of events happen. I think it's, um, you know, the, the people that have chose to exhibit here and chose to vaccinate. I I truly commend them. I think it's a great, um, it's a great way to push our industry and come together and and keep things moving forward in these times.
0: That was Brittany Boss. One of the exhibitors this week at Manitoba Egg X in Brandon. She was chatting with reporter Barry Lamb. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Despite a global contraction in agriculture exports, 2020 was a relatively good year for Canadian agriculture and food exporters, according to Farm Credit Canada's latest trade report. Here's FCC's chief economist, JP Gervais. In
3: 2020, because of COVID, was We had a major slowdown when it came to exports of ag commodities in the world. I mean, ag commodities, exports fell almost 14%. But if you look at our performance in 2020, we grew 9%. So it's actually pretty stellar performance here that, you know, overall global trade fell in ag by 14%. But we managed to grow our exports by 9%. For food, the contraction was less almost 4%, but we grew
0: 6.5%. Meat is the largest category of Canadian food exports, accounting for an average of 13.4% of total food exports. And police are warning of a scam involving hay in rural and agricultural communities. Corporal Sean Milney with the Alberta RCMP Provincial Financial Crime Team says scammers tend to have an above-average understanding about hay and can appear legitimate.
3: Usually they'll be able to secure some sort of deposit, saying there's lots of interest in it, or there are other people who have already come looking to buy it. And that kind of creates a sense of urgency. And considering the shortages that people are enduring for feed supplies right now, I mean, people are extra willing to kind of put that money up front to secure a supply.
0: The extreme drought conditions seen this past summer has caused Hay to be in short supply, increasing the cost for buyers. Milne says the scam has surfaced across Western Canada. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl will join us to recap this week's fall producer meetings. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.